Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 223 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin in entertainment, talk about the latest in box office numbers, a Game of Thrones sequel, and then jump over into tech where we'll discuss a couple topics around crypto and NFTs, some tech topics, including Elon Musk getting sued, and a little space news. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right. Episode 223. And uh, light week in, in entertainment, really. You know, one, one new movie came out. Did you go see it? You, you normally go see everything. I, I wanted to, but... Father's Day weekend and and all that. I just had couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I it clearly many people couldn't do it. So the movie we're talking about the the, the big release this week was uh was Disney's Lightyear, and you weren't the only one who skipped it this week as it had a pretty poor showing. So Jurassic World uh, Dominion stayed number one in the box office. Uh, Lightyear, yeah, I think it's final numbers for the weekend. Came in at fifty one million, uh, so well short of what you know a, a Disney animated movie does. Especially well short if you loosely call this part of like the Toy Story franchise, which clearly like viewers didn't, <laughs> yeah, right? No, because like, <laughs> no. if this was Toy Story five, this thing's doing way more than fifty one million. Yeah, and I just think I think they picked a bad holiday weekend to do it on like i i i'm pretty sure weather across the country was really nice it was a nice summer day summer weekend you had father's day this weekend yeah i just don't think a lot of people got out to the theater yeah i mean the fact that jurassic world still beat it out though i even if it's not about people coming out to see the movie or you know going out to the theater at all you would still expect Lightyear to to be number one uh, on in ahead of a second week uh, showing for Jurassic World. So, yes, all of box office numbers were not impressive this week, but I still think that this shows something. I think streaming has a lot to do with this, too. Like, people are going to start looking at at these movies that they might have normally gone and seen and just say, I pay for Disney Plus. I'll wait. I'll wait a month and a half. I think... I think that that especially yeah, it's it's what it's a forty five day release time window to get to Disney Plus now. I'm telling you what, I can wait forty five days instead of dragging my kids to the goddamn movie theater. Yeah, like a- any day, like especially like we're not talking about blockbusters or whatever else. We're talking about a movie geared towards kids. It's never a great experience <laughs> to take kids to the well, theater. Well, like I already have my Minions tickets for Fourth of July for me and the kids. Like it, it, it's. You know when the the movie is a certain like caliber and in, in, in a movie like you you will drag your kids but like yeah like this one I just don't think garnered enough you know attraction to to drag the family in and you know I, I, maybe and and the truth is even going into this movie I didn't know who this was geared towards like it didn't look like it was for kids kids right the trailers for it were like very serious sci fi yeah you know undertones to it and no uh, no poop jokes in trailers no <laughs> yeah like so i don't know who this was geared towards was this geared towards you know the the adults who grew up with toy story as a nostalgic take was it i i honestly don't know 45 days from now i'll watch it on disney plus and i'll and i'll 
get a better idea of what they were trying to do. But I mean, uh, if I get off work yeah. early this week, I might just grab my daughter and, and take her to go see it. You know, like it's summer. They're around all day. Like she practically lives at the pool now. So like she could take a pool break and we can, <laughs> we could go to the movie for, for a minute just so we could check it out. But yeah, it's one of those things where like I do want to see it, but I don't want to see it that oh, bad. Yeah. Wasn't a priority. Yeah. You know, and I, like I, said, I think, I think that's, that's the overall the theme. They are getting review bombed like fucking crazy. Did you, did yeah, you see that article? article on that? I didn't, I didn't read it. I, I heard it was uh review bombed over, uh, was it like a same sex couple or something? So, in, so in yeah. It? So, you know, he just from the, so this is not a spoiler that's in the goddamn trailer. You know, he, he goes outer space. His, the, uh, the black woman that he's like partners with, um, when he comes back from outer space, it's been like 50 years, you know, or 30 years or whatever. And he lands and the black girl that he becomes friends with now is like the granddaughter of the girl that he left from the future. Well, she is, has a same sex couple. And in the, in the Pixar movie, there's, there's like a, a scene where they kiss. And everything like where she's holding the baby, the the other female is it's got her arm around her, and they I guess they must there must be like a kissing scene, and people are losing their shit. <laughs> <laughs> people are losing their shit. Yeah, you know, I at this point in time, like if you are staunchly against this being portrayed in movies. Just stop going to movies. Like it's it's yeah. It's going to be in everyone. Like that that representation isn't going anywhere. Just you're gonna have to deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. I I can kind of understand a lot of the times of the feeling of it feeling like it's it's forced down your throat or you're just kind of like getting beat in the head with it when they like overdo it. If it's just slid in like inclusion. You know, like a, a good inclusion thing. It never bothers me. But when I feel like a movie's trying to teach me a lesson, I do kind of get like a little upset. Like, like I don't need you to preach at me. I don't need you to tell me, you know, how to live. You know, I don't think that's what movies are, are for. You know, so like if it, if it's slid in and, and, and just part of the, the flow of the movie, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's life, man. Like you, you know, get, Get used to it, pal. <laughs> like you said, get used to it. There's, 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 you know, you're going to go to your kid's school. There's going to be a gay couple. There's going to be a, a child that has same sex parents in your kid's class. Like these are things that these are conversations you're eventually going to have to have. I don't feel bad if Pixar forces that conversation. You know, I just, I do aside sometimes with the, the like, Oh God, like I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah you know but i don't think i without seeing the movie i can't say which one was which but from the screenshots that i've seen in the article where they they talk about this it just seems like it was like man like they were just showing a character's family a quick scene and then you keep it moving and like if that really upsets you like you got a fucking yeah. long road ahead of you pal <laughs> well really that's uh that you know that's the big take this weekend movies you can jump over we got one other thing in entertainment and that's hbo announced that they're in development of a of a john snow sequel uh to game of thrones okay yeah like, <laughs> i don't see anybody excited about this is this like it's so funny how far they fell just 
by the way that they finished out, right? Like, because going into the final season, all the hype in the world was around this. All they had to do was just not screw it up. And then they could have done any of these things and people would have just clamored for it. And here, here we are. You take one of probably the favorite characters from the show and you're saying you're going to give a sequel for for Jon Snow, Kit Harington, and just nobody cares. Yeah, I I don't know if there's a, this is their attempt to dry erase the the fucking you know shitty goddamn finales that they had like because that that was the, like the big thing is like you have this huge reveal with Jon Snow and his character and yeah. you do nothing. I was gonna say with maybe it. they're gonna actually do something with him being Aegon Targaryen, right? Like they, they they absolutely built him up across six seasons to be the like character that everything's building towards this bastard who who's actually Aegon Targaryen and then it's like nope we're just gonna end with him walking out into the north like fuck it yeah fuck it. <laughs> just, like, no, no, he doesn't he doesn't need or want anything he's just gonna go out with the wildlings so it's like sure if they make it am I gonna watch it yep it'll it'll make it into the, the queue of things for me to watch uh, and I will be curious to see if they figure out a way to make it everything that they did with that character irrelevant now because they sure as hell didn't at the end of the season yeah i don't I, i'll give it a whirl like like, I, like <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a whirl and so i'm more interested probably in this than i am in the prequel show they're making yeah i don't know i like dragons i got a dragon tattoo uh, yeah. i like dragons let's see what let's see what they go do it with, with dragons like i'm not I'm, I'm, uh, like there's 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 a few things that you throw them in a show i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna really keep my fingers crossed like if you got <laughs> if it involves time travel or dragons like i'm here don't fuck it up <laughs> like, please please god don't fuck it up you know before we okay-ish good but it really like i i can't understand how this got greenlit it's called the old man i it's it's on my watch list <laughs> only because of the character only because like jeff bridges, jeff bridges and, uh, bro. who else is it it's jeff bridges and john lithgow yeah john lithgow like <laughs> Phenomenal actors you in a series. Like, like, how do I not start 100%. that? How do I it's not on my start? list to watch? But like, dude's old as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like the first episode, like, man, it's it's like Jason Bourne walks out of the senior citizens' home. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> it's just so funny because, like, you know. He's the dude. <laughs> like, he, it's really ever, it's always hard to not see him as the dude. I don't care how gray he gets, you know? Yeah. John Lithgow is, is a great actor. Like, it, but yeah, they're, they're two episodes in. You can stream the first two episodes. I don't know when the third, like, when it actually airs every week. It's on FX or on Hulu on FX. I don't know if it's actually on regular TV. It might only be on Hulu. But yeah, I did start it this week and watch the first two episodes and like, I don't know, man. Like, it, like, it's just so, it's so, like, weird to see an old ass man like that, like, trying to fight people and, and, like, being, like, that CIA agent that everyone's afraid of. Like, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it a go, especially now that you're mentioning it. Uh, so I'll have to watch it sooner than later. Really, all I've been doing is keeping up with all of the, the weekly releases in the streaming stuff, right? The boys. Still killing it. It's Still killing it. That last episode is it, like definitely piques the interest on where they're going to go with uh, 
<laughs> with this season. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, still underwhelming to me. Really? I, <laughs> I like, absolutely I, underwhelming I was, to me. I enjoyed Seton Hayden. I enjoyed some more Vader in my life. I, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm parts of it, but I just think it's, I, I don't know, I, I, it's Star Wars. I should always lower my expectations. You do have to. Like, there's, there's so much in it that like when I watch, I'm just like, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I mean, at this point in time, I think it was like episode two. But like, there's just so many just dumb things that happen, especially with like Vader, where he is in one moment, like the absolute strongest force wielding thing in the world, right? And then in other moments, helpless. <laughs> well, without giving out uh, away anything, in case you haven't watched the latest episode, he can force sense the details of the one inquisitor knows all of it you know what i mean like right 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 right. but he can't tell he's got kids anywhere like he's on like he's on the planet with his own children and he doesn't like that's the thing about star wars that is will always bug me is that like fucking and i i've been watching the star wars movies with my my daughter We, we we watched the original trilogy we just got through clone wars you know so i'm re-watching all this shit and like Yoda senses everything that goes on around him. When when Anakin gets mad and kills kills all the the sand yeah. people, like he felt it from planets away. You know, like 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 these are things that you're supposed to. You just don't. You just don't know. You, you got kids. You just don't know. There's Skywalkers wa- running around. Like man, I just they do so so much so like good. Said, they do so much dumb stuff. Even down to. Like, this is episode two spoiler, but I'm going to tell you, it just absolutely bothered me when he's, like, dragging uh, Obi-Wan in, like, in the, the little fire. fire nonsense, right? Yeah. And then he uses his force just to blow out the fire like it's nothing. 30 seconds later, the the, the chick starts the fire up again by shoot, <laughs> shooting it with a blaster. And then a slow-ass robot comes, walks, and carries Obi-Wan away because he can't put out the fire. And now, all of a sudden, it's an insurmountable <laughs> know, obstacle, I right? I know. And I'm like, you're telling me you couldn't have grabbed Obi-Wan? You couldn't have stopped the robot? You All you could do you was snapped his neck in the fire. <laughs> you could have snapped his neck in the fire. Like, like, like you could have... Stuff like that, it just bothers me so much that it's hard... Like I just look at it, it's just like I will have lazy to say like he doesn't Star Wars Star Wars writers do they set up these cool little force things and then they ignore whatever the hell they need to ignore in order just to progress the story and it's it just bothers me Star Wars always bothers me I will I will stuff. say that like he's on a mission to capture Obi Wan he doesn't want to kill him he wants to lock him up and he wants yeah, to all he like, had to do was stop a slow walking robot from picking up Obi Wan off the ground yeah. The dude can stop spaceships, but he can't stop a robot. <laughs> I, I, I will give Star Don't Wars like the credit. Like they're really good at getting you emotionally attached to robots. <laughs> they are <laughs> like, like way more than people. Multiple movies like, <laughs> now. Like I got more feels when robots go down. Oh yeah, than way when more than people, people do. <laughs> like, <laughs> For sure. All right, let's get out of entertainment. Yeah. Well. I had one other question, another streaming thing. Have you watched any of the Miss Marvel yet? Actually, I haven't. Really? I, well, <laughs> only, only because like it looks like more of a a kid based show. You know, kid main character looks a little like it looks like something I should watch with my daughter, and she's just not ready for that yet. So I just haven't. It's a little teenage feel to it, uh, for sure. I I actually 
it's not in the bottom. It's better than Hawkeye. Uh, so it's not in the bottom of, uh, of the streaming shows, I think so far. Uh, it's, it's a somewhat interesting introduction to a new character. Did you see everybody coming uh, to Hawkeye's defense on that meme in the Cantina group? No, I, po- I, I posted one. a meme where it was like the six worst comic book characters and Hawkeye was on it. And like people came out of the woodwork to be like, there's no way Hawkeye should be on this list, bro. No way Hawkeye should be on this list. And I was like, really? Do you, you like Hawkeye you, that much? You, sh- you should say you're right. He's He shouldn't be on this list because he shouldn't be a character at all. Like, <laughs> Well, and then people people, people came like with horrible defenses like Catwoman's the worst superhero of all time. Well, Catwoman's not a superhero. Like she's a villain, and you know she's not super. Like so, <laughs> they need to talk. Like, yeah, I, I, that's what that was my question. Was like you remove Hawkeye from every fucking Marvel movie. Do you notice? Do you care? Like, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, okay, he can stay on the list. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I'm but, gonna watch it. I, I I'll probably watch like the first episode or two, and then decide whether I should just chamber it until like is after Star Wars is done with. My daughter, I think we're going to start pounding out these Marvel movies, man. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the next one. It's one of the things, you know, you have to watch it because it's going to bleed into the next Marvel's movie and bleed into other things. Unless it's got something to do with Thor, the next Thor movie, I'm good. I already got my Thor tickets. Yeah, I already got my Thor tickets, so I'm, I'm just waiting for that right now. Yeah, I could see that. It, I, I think it's, I think it's a decent show. I like the the main character, and I like the. I've you know come across uh, you know videos and stuff where they make the I can't remember her name, but the person who plays Comic Con, uh, she like it's just an interesting casting in the sense that like she got cast because like her she was a super fan of Miss Marvel, which is a relatively new comic book character. I think it didn't come out till like two thousand nine. Well, I want to see if she's the like first like Arabic uh, like yeah. character, you know, so yeah, first Muslim character. Yeah, so it was it's a big deal for for girls like her to have somebody to to look at, you know, to to read about. And, right, and like there's pictures of her like the the actual person who's playing this character like dressed up as Miss Marvel for Halloween in like costume contests and stuff like that when nobody knew who that character was because it was brand new in the comics yeah. and stuff. So, like, she's like literally like a, a huge super fan argues with like Kevin Feige about how he's wrong with certain things that he's done because she like will like cite issues and episodes like just a, a real big like actual Marvel nerd and this is the first thing that she's ever acted in uh, and it's kind of that's kind of cool to, to see happen. Yeah, no, good and she's for actually her. pretty good like you would think that she's a pretty polished actor so uh, yeah good story all right let's get out of entertainment let's talk over some uh, some crypto news and things and uh, you know let's lead off in tech with crypto about you know, crypto still uh, still in a crash a bit you know there a little bit of a recovery over you know ethereum dropping to triple digit digits the other day we had you know bitcoin continuing to to drop and hold under 20,000 i think right now it's a little over 20,000 uh ethereum's recovered a little bit uh but still room for it to go down uh still time for it to go down uh and some of the the big news coming out of this crypto crash is just kind of interesting stories around violating the whole principles of what crypto is about and uh and one of them being uh this so solana being a a layer one uh cryptocurrency and it's DAO, which is the Soland DAO, uh, which governs it. So Solana was tanking hard. Solana also does, has like an NFT platform and in its peak a couple of months ago, it was at like $280 per, yeah. uh, per token. There was more it's Solana down. traded in one day than Ethereum. At one point it took, it, it, it took the NFT yeah, market the for NFT a world, day. 
Yeah, it was it was it was fighting for relevancy in the NFT world, and it was trading at like two hundred seventy dollars. Uh, it has fallen down below thirty dollars at this point in time, uh, getting completely crushed by this crash. And it's not very cent- not very decentralized in the sense that like there are whales that hold most of the voting power in the DAO and hold significant stake positions. And the this week there was a there was a a whale account that took out some some significant leverage uh, and it was at risk of getting liquidated. If the price continued to fall and fell below $22, $22.30, then that wallet was going to get liquidated for a significant portion because of how over leveraged it was. And that would have been disastrous. It would have killed. But at the same at the same point, eh, like this is a part of part of the the environment. Well what happened was the 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 Solen Dow voted uh, to have the Solana team take control over that whale's do- that whale's wallet to deleverage it ahead of time to t- reduce its risk, and the the DAO voted for them to take control of the wallet, and that violates everything about decentralized finance, right? <laughs> you get this following last week, the the exchange Celsius started halting trades uh, and not allowing people to trade when it was getting liquidated down and yep. uh, it, uh, struggling. So there's certain aspects, and it's you know, you have the principles of cryptocurrency around this concept of decentralized finance away from these financial institutions, but people are still building these things on centralized kind of concepts and platforms like Celsius, which was a decentralized finance, but built on a centralized system of Celsius. So Celsius still was able to control and lock everything down because even though it gave you access to DeFi entities, DeFi trades, it was centralized in the way that it, it governed the money that you put into its ecosystem. Solana being a decentralized like layer one blockchain, you would think that this wouldn't happen. Uh, and in the end, it, it was potentially able to happen. In the end, Solana team, uh, after the vow, they over, overruled the, the vote, which was like 90% in favor of controlling this whale's wallet. Uh, but the Solana team overruled it and didn't take control. A lot of it because of the backlash they were getting once this passed. Uh, but still, it, it it showed that it it's possible. So these places that we think are decent, decentralized, wild west of uh, of finance being able to kind of run without the significant kind of oversight, eh, it's still there. It's still there. It's still lurking in a lot of these chains and a lot of these uh, these different places that people are putting their crypto. Well, like correct me if I'm wrong, but like this goes against the whole concept of proof of stake in you know proof of concept. Like if you could have one whale tank the entire structure of your of your coin and or your your system then does it really deserve to exist like i get there's a lot of fears because none of this stuff is backed by the fdic and and whatnot so so they're it's a very high risk type of investment so they're trying to protect investors and like i get it they're in this kind of like moral conundrum and it's you know out of self-sustainability that they try to make these decisions but you know, we're, we're in the bloodbath of crypto. The one good thing that's going to come out of this is that every piece of shit coin that got created in the midst of the, the crypto craze and, uh, you know, the, the, the boom that we had between 20, 2020 and 2022 is that this bloodbath's going to weed a lot of those out. You know, the ones that, the ones that make it through this shit. Are the ones that are going to stay? Are the ones that that you know have proof of work that 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 people are are confident in and and back? You know, so like 
even though Solana, like we said, is is has a strong NFT community and has a lot of function, if this is enough to take it down, do you really deserve to exist? I mean, there was a period of time when Ethereum could have been drastically affected in its st- stability and stuff by individual whales. This it's a part of the process in the sense that like once Ethereum is at its market cap now, there's no whale that can be that influential anymore to Ethereum individually. The smaller cap ones, it doesn't mean that their tech is necessarily bad. It doesn't mean that their valuation no. is necessarily bad. It just means that their market cap is small enough to where a couple billion dollars in a whale's account, and then on top of that, right, you're a you're a billion you multi-billion dollar whale in that thing, and then you're leveraging it and borrowing against that money that you have in there. Well, now your billion dollars is worth however much, you know, 10x or whatever you leveraged uh, against it. And then it becomes significant in these smaller cap ones. And Solana's not a small cap one, but it, it it's not uh you know it it's I don't, I don't think it's even in the top five or top six uh coins in total market cap. So it it works itself out when the market cap's high, but when the market cap's dropping like it is now, uh, and you have these crashes and stuff like that, like th- these things can happen, and you gotta kind of understand like there there are sometimes disproportionate effects uh, from whale wallets or like these hedge funds and stuff that that scoop up a bunch uh, if they if they want to over leverage. I mean, a big portion of this this crash altogether is because of so many people's positions getting liquidated. People who are over-leveraged at the peak of the crypto or, or thinking well, it was going to go, is this, and then now they're getting they're getting liquidated. You know, like causing the drive. I realize it's different, but like in an outcome, how is this any different than some whale doing a hostile takeover of a corporation just so they could buy up the corporation, sell off all the pieces, and and just dip into the night? You, you know, like, like, so like people, where, people, like the, people with a lot of money have tried to take control over successful corporations. This is a successful, you know, um, token. So like, it's, it's no, you know what I mean? Like, like whales, whales going to eat. Like, they, like, they, like, yeah, it's just there's nothing to take control of, like a hostile takeover or whatever. Yeah, no, else. Like, you know, and, and that point, it's weird. different, but, but having, but, Taking large sums of money to essentially take control of um, the entity, and then there, and then using that control to benefit solely themselves, not the corporation. That's capitalism. Yeah, and parts of the reason why whale money kind of flows in and stuff like that, and and leverages, is because it's it's largely an unregulated market when it comes to leveraging. So you can sure you can leverage in stock trading too, but it's a regulated market. You can't it's much more difficult to leverage trade in there and then have these 100% gains in a short period of time and whatever else through leveraged trades. In the stock market, in the crypto market, it's an unregulated market going into these these different leveraged trades on different platforms. You can do whatever you want. Uh, And that's where it becomes kind of a, a challenge. Things like what happened with Celsius, things like what happened with Lunaterra and UST crashing, uh, this kind of example this is what's going to drive U.S. regulators to to get involved for the good or for the bad. Uh, I tend to think that some regulation is good. Overreach is is going to be bad. So you know, if it's done if it's done right, some of these things like putting protections on over leveraging and things like that might be beneficial. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see. All I know is like the government's attention is fully at this, watching this crypto crash, knowing that it's happening through a lot of leveraged trades, watching exchanges and things stop. Retail 
buyers from being able to sell their positions or anything else uh, while the big money is still able to get their money out and do whatever they need to do. Like there is, there's a lot of shadiness that's happening in these centralized platforms that I think regulators are going to have to take a look at. We'll see. I do notice like a, a trend that's really kind of weird though with, you know, cause, cause it's not just crypto crashing, you know, the S and P is down. Everything's down, right? Oh like, yeah. Everything's down, but you only hear about the losses in crypto. Like it's so weird to me because like growing up and you know, up until a few years ago, like anytime the stock market crashed, regular people with no investments were like, well, good. It's just rich people gambling money anyways. Yeah. Fuck them. You know, blah, 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 blah. Let's move on with our lives. Well, now those people have turned into like retail investors and like, you know, have a little bit of stock here and a little bit of stock there. So they don't say that about the stock market anymore, but they know nothing about crypto. So now when crypto tanks, it's the same kind of like, eh, fuck them crypto bros. They should have known better. Like it doesn't affect <laughs> me any. And like we've, we've shifted that kind of like, you know, boohoo attitude of the blue collar guy to the investor from the stock market to crypto i i find it very odd it's like this weird kind of like you know oh i have some amc stock you know i i try to follow the market pretty well and like blah 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 and da 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 i, I had some good returns you know and then and then the same dude will be like these fucking idiots putting all their money in nfts and cryptos like they're gonna learn they're gonna learn it's like you yeah. like 10 years ago did, did- you said the same thing about anybody you know with a portfolio <laughs> there definitely is some of that. And that segues us to the next uh, article here, which is uh, Bill Gates in an AMA this this last week. He gave his his personal opinion and uh, position on NFTs and things he was asked. And he, uh, he said that he believes that NFT investors are the greatest fools of them all. Uh, and it's 100% a scam. Uh, and people who invest in, uh, in NFTs, buy NFTs, are essentially playing playing into the uh, the greater fool theory. So he said it's NFTs are 100% based on the greater fool theory, which is the concept that realistically, like the only value, the only purpose of it is is to buy it low and then to hope, hopefully find a bigger sucker to buy it from you at a higher price later. Uh, and he's not wrong about a lot of the way the NFT market has been. And it's disappointing for for Bill Gates to have such a tough position on NFTs with that because like the guy is a tech guy, right? Like he is he is one of the original tech like founders, billionaire, everything else that you would think that he would have at least an understanding or talk about the the tech of it. He's also Absolutely. the dude that created there, the Zune. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But, like, let's let's get real here. But there is a there is absolutely a greater full theory that takes place in the NFT market that is like the the worst part of the NFT market is the is the flipping of you could JPEGs say that, that about no real any collectible that's ever no. been fucking invented. I have a stack of comics mm. downstairs. Yes, I you know like any so so whenever we share articles for the program, we try not to talk to each other. But this one had me instantly respond to you with the fact that. I guarantee this motherfucker has a $10,000 painting somewhere in his fucking house. I guarantee it. Yeah, you billionaire but- motherfucker. You know you got something that you saw that you enjoyed and you paid the value you thought it was worth. You know, and if right. you and ever sell it. That he's talking about paying the value that it's worth and, <clears throat> and 
owning it because you enjoy it. And he's arguing against the speculative nature where a lot of times these people are buying these things that they don't really like there is a there is a huge flipping culture that exists in NFTs. That's why NFT values drive up. And it does like the NFT degen world is very much about the greater full theory in the it sense is. that like it's a constant joke about like not holding onto your bags, selling things at selling things at the high point, and then feeling bad for the person but you, you can unloaded say your bags that on. About any and collectible. You can. It's just the NFT market grew to a hype because of how quick that flip was happening and everything else. And it's not, whereas like you buy comics and you hold them for years and you buy a comic that you like of things that you like and you hope that someday it's worth something. Well, but I've, if it's not worth I've something, always then said that about matter, NFTs right? too, is, is if you're going to buy an NFT project, you got to be okay with, with never getting any money for it. So like every NFT I own, like I actually do enjoy the art. If, if worst case scenario, I never sell it. And I, you know, I, I just invested that kind of money. One day I'll have a digital NFT frame in my house and it'll just always, it'll live there for eternity. And, and I don't, I won't look at it as a waste of money. If you go into these things on a sheer profit motive, then yes, you are risking, you know, being the fool in that scenario. But at the same time, don't nobody look at people trading baseball cards for the last fucking hundred years and, and call them fucking morons and idiots. Like yeah. they look at, there's a nostalgia quality to it. It's cute to people like, Oh, like, like my little son is collecting baseball cards. Maybe one day he'll sell a couple for, you know, for some extra money. That'd be kind of cool. But the, but the, Nobody looks at that 10 year old buying baseball card packs and go, save your money, kid, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I I get his point. Like, he's not a hundred percent wrong, but at, at the same time, like, it, it's that with anything. Any garage sales are based on this. Like, like every, like, like, yeah. I mean, it is. like I said, I think the NFT market, the uglier side of the NFT market, the the unsustainable portion of the NFT market is this greater fool theory that the the constant like max mint things out, flip it for a profit the next day to somebody else, and then watch the price tank afterwards, and you laugh at somebody else who just you just unloaded your bags on. Like there there is that culture that exists that is the ugliest part of the NFT world. But what's disappointing to me is not that he had that he mentioned that or addressed that because I personally mentioned that I think that that's a terrible aspect of the nft thing and it's and it's slowing down greater adoption for like what nft's potential is and uh the fact that he just didn't mention or doesn't even isn't even aware of like the fact that there's still good uses of nfts like to say that's all 100 he said it's 100 percent based on the greater fool theory and investors are 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 the fools it's like well no there's there still are use cases and, and for this. And that's, There's a yeah. lot of creators that have now been funded to to be able to to build games, to go do things, to to establish community. Like there are things that are that are done and enabled through the fundraising power of NFTs. And then there is the degen side of it that is well, and that's not that's ideal. why I say fuck you, Bill, because he is taking one of the more toxic toxic aspects of NFTs and trying to make everyone believe that that's that's it's some of it, all of its parts, and it, it's 
it's a aspect. Yes, it's a it's an aspect of of NF- the NFT world, but it is not the overwhelming, glaring aspect of NFTs. And just like we talked about the crash cleaning up a lot of this shit, this crash is going to clean up a lot of that NFT world. You know, pe- oh, yeah, pe- people have already stopped making just a bunch of shit PFPs and and stuff like that. People are reducing their 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 mint number. Like pe- like the NFT world is is adjusting just as any other space that is come from the ground up has to do you 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 find that fucking sweet spot you do your market corrections nfts aren't going anywhere they're 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 not going to go anywhere this is going to be a thing i'm sorry if that that makes you feel bad you know but like again this is just fucking boomers boomers gonna boom man (laughs) (laughs) boomers gonna boom (laughs) well speaking of bill gates uh, this week, yeah. Uh, how, about, how about we laugh at you, Bill? Because you can't make a week, goddamn internet browser that anybody gives a shit about. Yeah, this week we just celebrated uh, the 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 death of of Internet Explorer. Uh, it is no longer supportable. It is it is absolutely dead. I saw some country. I can't even remember. No, I'm trying to remember. Uh, what article I saw that's at the country. Somebody like actually put a tombstone out somewhere about Internet Explorer. <laughs> next to next they, they put it, And it's like, and it read like the best browser to use to go download other browsers. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> like, like, like yeah, he, he force fed the world this browser on Windows. Billions of people were force fed this browser and couldn't get anybody to use it. But I should listen to you. I should listen to you. You (laughs) This motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, for for guys like us at our age, because it came out with Windows 95, I think. You know, so so for almost 30 years, I've I've had that little fucking E on my my little start bar and, and everything like that. And yeah, man, he go- it's gone. See ya. Yeah, you still have a different E. Now it's the Edge browser, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I ain't using that one either. <laughs> so, so it's still <clears throat> there's still something out there, but yeah. In the end, Internet Explorer dead. It's a it's an era gone, gone and over. Womp womp. All right, we got a, a couple more tech tech topics here. Elon Musk. Uh, this is, this goes back to crypto, but I wanted to talk about bill gates but elon musk was sued for 258 billion dollars for the alleged dogecoin pyramid scheme and this is this is a lawsuit caused by (coughs) one person one dogecoin investor who is suing elon and his part in the dogecoin pyramid scheme which begs me a question do i fundamentally misunderstand what a pyramid scheme is (laughs) or or is this lawsuit like in, in what way is is it a pyramid scheme? I'm, like Elon just tweeting about Dogecoin and saying he'll accept Dogecoin as, as payment and that he thinks Dogecoin is the cryptocurrency of the people or whatever else. Like, in what way does that drive a pyramid scheme? I'm, I'm unsure. So, so this is always my point when we, we've had a few of these conversations is what is different between Elon tweeting Dogecoin to the moon? How is that any different than what goes on on every Fox Business Channel program where they hype and bash stocks that they see. Like, yeah. what, their background, their resume? Like, once you hit a certain level of, of like, business education, do you get to tell people 
give financial advice without any repercussions. Like if I'm just some crypto bro moron and I'm tweeting out like, you know, whatever to, to, to buy and you, 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 you get a loss, like you get to sue me because I wasn't educated on it. And now I'm, you know, pumping a stock or like, I I just don't understand what gives one person a right to say, buy this stock. It's going up, blah, 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 blah. And that's not market manipulation. But Elon says, Hey, I'm buying a shit ton of this coin. I think you should too. And now we have the right to sue them if we have any losses or anything. Like I just don't fucking get it. I don't get it. I guess you could sue anybody. Well, yeah, this, like, in this country, you I, can sue I anybody imagine, for anything. I don't imagine this is going to go anywhere. Like the best parts of this is like the the person. Uh, how did he get to two hundred thirty eight billion dollars? Well, because he's suing him for eighty six billion dollars in damages because that's the the total market value drop in Dogecoin since May twenty twenty one. What happened in May twenty twenty one? Elon was on Saturday Night Live where he, at some point in time, made a joke about Dogecoin being a hustle. Yeah. And he, so he's claiming that that's the moment that, that that his pyramid scheme collapsed and that the value that has now been reduced in Dogecoin since that moment is his fault and $86 billion in total market value. But somehow this individual deserves three times that as what's owed to him. Oh, it's fun. I love it. In the end, this person knows that he's never going to get $238 billion or any dollars from, from this. But it's a fun article, and it's a lawsuit that Elon has to deal with and has to have lawyers respond to. And that's what I mean. Like and, This is why it costs so much for you know you to be able to... Like, we have... Real life litigious issues that are going on in the world, but yet we can just clog up the court systems and run up uh, lawyer rates by humoring fucking court cases like this. It's fucked up. Yeah. All right. We got some things left that are not crypto related. Uh, this one being a data privacy issue we love to talk about here. And it's a fuck China. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's uh let's talk about TikTok. And apparently there were leaked audios from 80 different internal TikTok meetings that showed uh that different US data has been repeatedly accessed from from China. Not necessarily state media like the headline and stuff talks about it, it makes it seem like it's the Chinese government, not necessarily, but individuals, Chinese-based employees uh have had complete access in these audio tapes. Uh it talks about an individual who had pretty much like the the God rights admin rights, who is a uh, Chinese national uh, who has access to everything as a ma- master admin. Uh, you also had uh, issues with the servers at where like the backups of all the data was stored in China, with a ton of people having access to all of the backup data. Uh, and again, this just goes into where we talk about we've talked about TikTok. I've still never downloaded TikTok. I never will. Uh, it, it all goes into this concept of like, I, I don't know what the China would do with my data. I just prefer for them to get my data in the old fashioned way, pay Facebook for it. Uh, <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of the, them having it just because I have access to their app. We talked about it in the past, like the TikTok app compared to Facebook, compared to Twitter, compared to any other social media thing, like the amount of permissions that you had to give that app and data you had to give that app was astronomical compared to other apps uh why do they need it who knows but you just click yes accept those terms of service because that's what we all do 
And then in the end, that data stored in Chinese servers, which they're saying now that they're removing the access, none of the data is going to be stored in Chinese servers. It's going to go to uh, to U.S. and uh, and other places outside of China. Uh, but that doesn't matter if the people who have master admin access and stuff like that are still Chinese nationals, yeah, yeah. and the company is still who Chinese cares national. Where the server and they can is. access that data somewhere else, right? Who cares? Uh, so you know, there's still significant concerns here. Uh, and significant access to a lot of of data out there. So yeah, and I just don't think I just don't think like people realize the profiles that people can build with just a handful of data points. You know, and and I don't like American government or American corporations being able to build that kind of profile on me. I sure as shit don't want China to have that kind of profile on me. And like yeah. you said, we've been we've been preaching this. We've been screaming for people not to download TikTok for years with like three billion users. Nobody ain't listening to us. <laughs> they don't give a shit about what we say. I think we deterred <laughs> like a, an actual three people from using TikTok. Like we've actually had three people say, "Hey, I listen to your show," and yeah, fuck TikTok. I'm not downloading TikTok. So we saved three. <laughs> like, like I'll I'll take credit for that, but like yeah, this is just and and there's TikTok alternatives. They're probably not as bad, but still doing the same shit. But at least it's not a communist regime running it. You know, like Instagram has reels. Uh, you could do the same thing. Most people just take their TikToks and reload them up on reels. You could even see the TikTok logo in there. <laughs> like so yeah. like, like there there are alternatives i i just at this point man it's 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 one of the most powerful social media apps like i don't know where it's gonna go or what's gonna happen to it like vine died out of nowhere like maybe maybe tiktok just just up and has a heart attack like vine did at, at one point <laughs> Maybe, but at this point in time, it's probably not going anywhere. Uh, and I don't think people look at it as a, as a concern I, as much as, as we think it is. Uh, but, you know, this, these audio files, whatever else, where people, you know, in the, the trust and safety department talk about how everything is seen in China and talking about how individuals who have access to absolutely everything, including like your birth dates and the other the verifiable information that uh, that needs to be on there uh all that stuff like whatever i'll stay off of it you do what you want with it that was your psa uh you know, do what you wish and then our our last uh story here a little bit of space talk also centered around china and uh and that's this that china back uh, a couple days ago uh they they announced that they received some signals uh from a uh a, a Massive, I can't remember the name of it, but telescope, sky eye telescope that uh, that they have, and they picked up some signals from it, and they they claimed that it was likely that it came from intelligent a- aliens. Like they were they were giving it the be- better than a coin toss that it was coming from intelligent <laughs> aliens uh, it, because it it was radio signals that were being received, uh, not natural. They and they came out public release uh, about it being likely coming from aliens and i will say that the international science community has come out and said no <laughs> nah, <laughs> not, not aliens <laughs> and because of some like tech nerd stuff in the sense that like the the radio signals that were received uh were very narrow band radio signals which uh they believe that that's definitely 
coming from something closer uh, and human uh, created, uh, not something that would be coming from from the cosmos uh, down <laughs> down here to to the sky eye telescope. I don't know whether it's aliens or not, but I'm pretty sure it's not aliens. Yeah, I mean, I know we all want aliens, like. We're all gunning for aliens, and if there's ever going to be a discovery of aliens, it's more likely to happen now with the current like climate of the government releasing information and stuff like this. But to defer it to a coin flip, I don't know, man. I think you got to explore a whole bunch of options before you even humor the fact that like, oh shit, I think this might be aliens. <laughs> like, like I think you got to do yeah. a few more tests before you start banging the alien drum. <laughs> right. Like you can't come out in your fresh first press release and just say that it's likely that it's aliens. Like you got to get a little more data than that. Got to step up your science game there, China. You know, it's like me printing a lotto ticket and being like, I'm likely to win this motherfucker. Like, no, <laughs> no, you aren't. Like, <laughs> go ahead and scratch that thing, Bob, because you about to be mad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's a weekend nerd news. As always, join us over in the, in the community. And if you haven't taken the 30 seconds yet to, to rate us over on Spotify, Please do so. I stood by somebody's phone and made them do it. Watched them the other day. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna look at your podcast. You on Spotify?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Is this you?" I was like, "Yeah." Now hit that fucking star. <laughs> he's like, "I haven't listened to it yet." I, was, I don't give it a shit. It doesn't matter. I don't give it a doesn't shit. matter. You can change it later if you disagree. I don't give a shit. Hit that fucking star. <laughs> I made him do it right in front of me. Oh, that's good. Hey, man, we out here. We try. We just trying. We just trying to get on a list somewhere. Well, I mean that's that's it for us. And uh, I don't know. Until next week. Yep. Enjoy your week, folks. See you.